Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast, and I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality, and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we'll discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, dress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you're ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Detox Diaries podcast. This is a really fun episode, so it's going to be the last one for 2022, so I wanted to do kind of like a best of wrap-up of some of the amazing guests that we've had in the last year, and I'm so grateful to have been able to have these amazing conversations. I've really learned so much from all of the guests this year, so I thank them so much, and this is just the top 10 most listened to episodes of the year. So just pulling little snippets in case you hadn't heard them so you can get a taste of what we talked about in each of them and maybe check out the full episode. So the number 10 most listened to episode this year was episode 34, Radical Self-Acceptance, Astrology and Tarot with Emily Karsten. And this was a really fun conversation. Emily is a tarot card reader and astrologist. She's extremely knowledgeable And this conversation had tons of great tips for interpreting your chart and even some predictions for the world as a whole. This took place in May, so some of it may be dated, but just really interesting how she interprets things. And we chat about what your sun, moon, and rising signs represent and why understanding all three is important, how planet placements can impact your energy, what Mercury in retrograde really means and how we can navigate it, our Saturn return and why that time can be so challenging, how tarot can be used as a decision-making tool and embracing your true self and following your own path. So check out this clip and I'm sure after listening to it, you're definitely gonna wanna check out the full episode. A good place to start is the big three. And so that's sun, moon, rising. And so a good way to think about sun, moon, rising is um, the rising sign is the captain of the ship. So that's who you see like sort of like in command, like it's that, that person you show to the world, sort of like what we were talking about with the conscious unconscious thing. And then, um, the moon represents that unconscious. So many people will say that the moon is what we came into this world with, right? It's like this fully formed need. Like it, it's a good map for how we can nourish ourselves and how our like life's necessities sort of map out. And then um, when it comes to the sun, that's like our ego identity. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean that in the way that like, what we are determined to do in this life can often be shown by the sun and who we want to be. So it's like, we're almost like moving towards the sun in a lot of ways. It's sort of how we light up. It's how we, we give energy to our lives in a lot of ways. It's like the nourishment of that sun energy. You, you can't work without all three, right? You know, the sun sign, I think became like the premier focus to like sell magazines, like back in like the seventies. 
And for the longest time before that, horoscopes were actually written for the rising sign. Mm -hmm. So it's like a relatively new invention, the focus on the sun sign. And many people will point to the Western, like focus on the ego as the reason that we do that, you know? Yeah, because you can go on, you know, Cafe Astrology and like read this like sort of computer generated version of your chart. And I remember when I was first like getting into astrology and reading that and being like, these are all contradictive. How do I put this all together? And then when I really learned how to read natal astrology, I was like, they go together like a beautiful puzzle piece, you know, but I would have never known that from the computer generated thing. The number nine most listened to episode of 2022 is episode 53, The Simple Foundations for Overall Health with Dr. Ashley Gish. So Dr. Ashley Gish is a holistic health and nutrition coach, women's health nurse practitioner, functional medicine practitioner, and more. She has extensive knowledge in women's health and has worked in many areas of the wellness space and found that women and people in general often lose sight of the foundations of overall health. So this led her to create her own wellness business where she educates and supports women by making healthy living simple and accessible. So in this clip, we are talking a little bit specifically about like intuition and fitness, which obviously we'll get into, but we go all over the place with this one. In general, just the foundations of the health that we really need to understand, some unexpected stressors in our lives that could be impacting our health, practical tips for tuning into our body, misconceptions about manifestation and the reality of taking a big leap to live a life you love, body image and how it varies in different cultures, why no foods are quote unquote bad and there's room for it all, and ways to simplify your morning routine. So check out this clip. And again, I'm sure you're going to want to check out the full episode afterwards. I mean, one of the things that's really helpful is, um, I think to do a little body scan, um, a body scan traditionally is, you know, like a a meditation where you're starting at your toes and you're kind of moving up through the body and like bringing your mind to each different place and kind of relaxing through that. And it doesn't have to be that full, like 20 minute restorative before bed kind of thing. But I think taking the time to incorporate that into your exercise can be helpful. So like after you go for a run, you know, while you're stretching or, giving yourself like a little Shavasana at the end and just doing that little like 60 second or two minute check-in to be like, how does that feel? How am I feeling right now? Am I feeling energized or am I feeling depleted? Um, Because you're right. Like there's a fine line. I think one of the things is sometimes like we have to do hard things, right? And sometimes it's, it's about like showing up when you don't want to show up and like, you're not going to want to work out every single day, but, but there's a difference between like showing up and like forcing your body to the point where it's like not healthy. So I think, um, you know, having some of the conversation about like, are you feeling guilty if you're not working out or are you feeling like, no, this is, this is nourishing for my body and kind of separating those. And then also there's such a connected piece around, like exercise has gotten so misconstrued as this like way to change our bodies versus this way to like support our bodies and like support our mental health and feel strong. And so I think, um, you know, having people check in with the, with their motivations can be helpful too. Like when faced with a hard decision, I always have this little, um, 
question of like, does that feel heavy or does it feel light? You know, which is kind of that same type of thing. Like, am I going to feel energized or am I going to feel more stressed out afterwards? Teaching intuition is hard, right? It's really hard because especially for most of us, like we've grown up our whole entire life of like really pushing through and culturally that's kind of a thing is like, you just like push everything down and you just like show up and you perform and you do all of these things. And so it is a challenge to like, not to, to still like want to work hard and still have goals and be working towards them, but also, you know, being gentle with yourself and recognizing that like, it's okay to take rest. Like I, I remember talking to one of my friends and we were having like this similar conversation to this about how, you know, she was like, yeah, that was, that felt really good to just like be given permission to go for a walk. Cause she's like, I really didn't want to go for a run today. And I was like, yeah, totally don't have to. The number eight most listened to episode of 2022 is episode 47 from chaos to calm with Michelle Gauthier. And Michelle is a life coach who helps overwhelmed, busy overachievers to create a calm life. And as impossible as this may sound, our busy lives are actually driven much more by our thoughts than by our situations. And Michelle was once like a lot of her clients. She was overwhelmed, overworked, a perfectionist mother of two, struggling to keep her head above water. And after learning about life coaching, she decided to join a training program and layered this on top of her already chaotic schedule. But it opened her eyes to a whole new way of living. So this is, I love this conversation so much. We chat about how to stop caring what everyone else thinks, how to figure out what we really want in our lives, how to balance between our careers and our personal lives, how to draw boundaries without having to have an awkward conversation, and why our thoughts create our reality and how to change them. There's a lot of really practical tips in this full episode. So I, again, I'm sure you're going to want to check out the full thing. And here is just a little taste. I, I think it was really just one thing. And that one thing was that I had spent my whole life up to that point trying to be perfect and being afraid to make a mistake because I was afraid that other people wouldn't like me or think that I was doing a good job. And that that was it. And so what that meant was for me, I just kept climbing the corporate ladder, even when I didn't really want to climb anymore, because it didn't fit with my lifestyle. And I stayed in a marriage that really didn't work for me anymore. But I was afraid of what other people would think if I got divorced. And what what I find often with my clients and was true with me, when we have a fear of what other people will think, I will actually ask my clients, I'll say, okay, write down who everyone is. And when you really look at it, it mostly turns out to be first and foremost yourself. So I was afraid to be a person who was divorced. I was afraid to be a person who used to have a great corporate job and now was starting her own business and was trying something. I don't like to do things that I'm not already good at. So if I, you know, when you start out brand new at something, you're not going to be the best and all of those things. So just that overarching belief was over the top of my whole life, which was this whole thing needs to look good. And so when I was able to let go of that, and that wasn't like a one second, oh, okay, I'm just going to do that. It was a slow process of letting go of various different things. But when you get to the point where you can focus on what you truly want and put your heart and soul into that, everything else falls into place. And now, I mean, it's kind of funny how little I care what anyone else thinks. 
So the biggest thing, and I think the, the one that has the most impact is just understanding what is driving. Because if you would have said to me, Michelle, what's your motivation for having this life where you're just, you know, trying to be on top of the world on everything? I would have said, I don't know. I just feel like I, I need to. I'm supposed to. I can. And I think the first thing is to understand what I can now just clearly state after much work is that I was being driven by a belief that I had to show up as perfect. I had to make sure everything looked good and looked pulled together. And like, every time I describe this, I picture like the perfect Christmas card, like in front of the nice house with the cute family. And it was like, that was what I was always going for the work version of that, the home version of that. And so just understanding and unpacking why how did I get to be this way? And what thoughts and beliefs do I have that are driving me to keep this up? And that is what makes us really care about what other people think. A lot of times when I help my clients, because I work with my clients one-on-one. -on -one, so we would, this would be the first thing we would address is to say like, how did you get here? Why do you think it happened this way? And a lot of times when we find that thought or that belief and we pull it out, and we look at it, they'll say, I don't even know if I really believe that, but they have this unconscious belief that they've been acting from. So for example, when I looked at myself and thought, do I really feel like I have to be perfect all the time? Do I really believe that people like me more if they think I'm perfect? And I thought, I really don't. I think people like humans who are human. I mean, if somebody admits to a mistake or laughs at themselves or even now I had to, had to have a lot of practice of failing, you know, when you have a new business, you have to just keep trying things. Um, I admire those people. And I feel like those are the, the people who I truly admire. So I realized, okay, I can, I know I can work to let go of this because it doesn't even make sense to me. I don't really want to be that person, but we're just operating from these thoughts and beliefs that we haven't really investigated. The number seven most listened to episode of 2022 is episode 20, The Power of Embodying Wholeness Through Self-Love and Acceptance with Jen Vitale. So Jen Vitale is a holistic health and wholeness coach who helps her clients to reconnect to their truest, most extraordinary self with love, confidence, and grace so they can achieve next level personal transformation resulting in energetic radiance, vibrant health, and happiness. So we get into so many different things in this one. We talk about body image, limiting beliefs, getting in touch with who we are on the deepest level, how to navigate self-image and how that impacts our lives when we have a negative one, the influence of our relationships and the media on our self-view, the truth about the path to radical self-acceptance, the key to creating the life you want, and that no matter how far away true self-love and acceptance may feel at this moment, it is truly possible to get there. This episode is one of my favorites. Love it so much. Jen is a friend and, and this is really just such a good one. I, again, I mean, I'm going to say it for every episode, but once you hear this clip, if you haven't listened to the full episode already, that will be your next stop. So here's a little taste. He really sort of shined this light on like, you know, your emotions are affecting like pains that you have in your body and tension that you have in your body. And like, you know, there is so much more under the covers that sort of led you to emotionally eat that like you actually start to, you have to start addressing. Otherwise, like it's never going to fully go away. 
And to be honest, it never does fully go away, right? Like even the most enlightened people and the people who experience like an embody wholeness, um, it's a regular journey because we still get triggered. Um, it's really our response to those triggers that make the most sense um, in terms of, you know, that really allow us to continue to grow and evolve. And like, as a human, like I'm always evolving, you know, my tastes are changing. The things that feel good to me are changing. My body is changing. And so the only way that I can change with my environment and as I age and, you know, the only way that I can continue to learn and to grow is to actually look up and pay attention. Um, so like pay attention to how I'm feeling and how that's impacting, you know, my relationship with myself, um, pay attention to how I'm showing up in my relationships and what's driving that. Um, cause I'm like, I'm dating like hard right now. Right. And I'm like learning new lessons about who I am in relationships and, um, how to best communicate. And I'm learning that like, even though I've worked through a lot of my insecurities and a lot of my um, sort of narratives that I had about whether that's being unlovable or, you know, being fat and not really want, you know, feeling fat and not really wanting someone to see my stomach or like whatever, you know, that sometimes does still come up. Like there's this very real fear of rejection and, you know, am I, you know, there's this question that I think we all have of like, am I really good enough? Like, you know, does he really like me? Um, and so um, I'm just constantly learning and connecting to those feelings and doing it in a way, like I said earlier, that's not judging myself for having those thoughts, but like cradling those thoughts and like being curious about those thoughts. Like, where is that coming from? You know, what past relationship has impacted this fear that I'm having right now in this moment? And like, is it really about this guy that I'm dating or is it about what happened to me in the past? You know, or like, you know, is it about, you know, that insecurity that maybe still exists in there, like hasn't fully gone away. And so the more that we can be curious with ourselves, the more that we can continue to grow and evolve um, and develop our self-love practice, because it is truly a practice. It's not like we arrive at this destination of like being whole and being or feeling whole. Cause you know, in my opinion, we are whole, <laughs> um, but like, I don't just arrive at feeling whole or, you know, loving myself. And then like, I never have to do anything else again. And it never goes away. Like, you know, life happens and we're challenged by the universe and by our relationships and by the things that are going to help us grow. Because, you know, I think the purpose of life is like to be a student of life and to feel all of the feelings and to grow through it. Um, and so that's very much like where I am today. So I feel like the moral of the story really is like how we look on the outside doesn't define us. Um, beyond that, our weaknesses and our failures don't define us. Um, our results don't define us. We create our results, right? And so um, it's really 
learning and knowing and embodying our essence and our spirit, um, that energy that we put out into the world and allowing that to speak to who we are um, and allowing people to see that rather than like fixating on the size of our stomach or the fact that we're aging or the fact that like, you know, I'm going through adult acne right now or like, (laughs) you know, whatever it is, it's like, it doesn't matter how much I'm breaking out because when I show up, like speaking my truth and feeling like the essence of who I am and like really embodying my divine feminine power, people respond to that. And like, you know, literally people will come up to me and be like, you are so sexy. And it's like your energy that is drawing me to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, like it, it's real. Like that whole um, law of attraction or like the energy that you put out comes back to you. It's like when you really believe in yourself and love yourself and experience like that wholeness and that love and that compassion and grace Um, that is felt so deeply by everyone around you. And so it is like my mission in life at this point to like help people see how amazing and beautiful and extraordinary that they are so that they can experience that kind of love and really connect with the world around them and deepen their relationships in a way that like makes them feel so alive and seen um, and loved and connected. The number six most listened to episode of 2022 is episode 51, Magnesium, the Golden Key to Combat Anxiety and Insomnia with Natalie Girado. So Natalie is a magnesium expert on a mission to educate about this often overlooked mineral. She struggled with constant anxiety, stress, overwhelm, insomnia, and this was in spite of a healthy diet and lifestyle. And then she was randomly recommended to try some topical magnesium by one of her clients, and the improvement in her sleep and moods were so significant almost immediately. And since then, she's made it her mission to spread the word about this powerful mineral, and she even created her own product line to support other people who have deficiencies to regain their health and vitality. So we chat about signs you may have a magnesium deficiency, why most people are deficient in magnesium levels, why your doctor is likely not testing for this, how to reach your optimal magnesium levels, starting her own product line from scratch and with no prior experience, and some of her top tips for if you are thinking of starting your own business. So this is a really interesting conversation. We dive deep into magnesium, but then we also do some business talk. So lots of really great gems in here. And again, I'm sure after listening to this, you're definitely going to want to head over and check out the full episode. The National Institute of Health says that about 70% of Americans fail to get enough magnesium in their diet every single day. So this is definitely an epidemic. This is a widespread problem that's happening to most people here in the United States. And part of the reason, at least my theory is, is that our food is not what it used to be. You know, 50, 100 years ago, our farming practices were very, very different from what they are now. And our soil has become so dangerously depleted of minerals, which means our plants and fruits and vegetables are also depleted of minerals and vitamins. I've seen all sorts of wacky studies, but I've seen one that said like an orange from the 1950s had like six to 10 times more vitamin C in it than an orange we pick nowadays. So we're seeing widespread mineral and nutrient deficiencies all across the board. And then we couple that with the fact that 
our diets are not as healthy as they should be, right? You know, your the foods that are high in magnesium are your dark green leafy vegetables, your nuts and your seeds, your chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, that type of thing are all rich in magnesium. And unfortunately, we tend to go for those hamburgers, hot dogs, pizza, french fries, instead of going for those good dark green leafy veggies that we know we need a lot of. So when we see those two things kind of happening at the same time, it's no wonder we struggle so much. Um, in order to get, for instance, in order to get enough magnesium from spinach, you would have to eat 10 cups of spinach in one day just to get the bare minimum requirements of magnesium in your body. So like, it's a lot, you know, it's definitely a lot. And there's a, there's a whole nother side to magnesium deficiency that I don't think gets mentioned enough. And the first is, yes, of course, we need to get enough into our body, but we also have to be very, very cognizant of how much is coming out of our body on a daily basis. So when you drink caffeinated beverages, it's a diuretic. It's going to pull magnesium out of your system. If you drink alcohol regularly, it's going to affect your magnesium levels. If you eat a lot of sugar, it's going to affect your magnesium. There's actually studies that show that for every one molecule of um, sugar that you consume, you need 54 molecules of magnesium to balance that out. So the more sugar you eat, the harder it is to hold on to that magnesium in your system. So yeah, there's, you know, it's important to look at what's coming in, but it's also important to, to be aware of what's going out as well. The number five most listened to episode of 2022 is episode 30, Breathe Free from Anxiety and Into Alignment with Kristen Ferrara. So this episode is a fun one. Kristen's a really good friend. She's a certified breathwork teacher and meditation coach, and she helps her clients to relieve their anxiety and live in alignment with their highest self. So she struggled with anxiety and panic attacks for years, and when she stumbled across breathwork, it completely changed her life. So now she's so passionate about empowering others to take control of their anxiety and become their highest self. So we talk about what it's like to struggle with chronic panic attacks, the benefits of breathwork, the fact that most of us don't know how to breathe correctly and what actually is the correct way to breathe, how what you consume impacts your anxiety and stress levels, people-pleasing, rule-following, and the desire to fit in, and what your highest self really means and how to align with yours. So again, this is a beautiful episode. I hope you enjoyed this clip, and I'm sure you're going to be heading over to listen to the full episode right after. The correct way to breathe is really just, if you want, we want to just quickly just try it, is when you, when you inhale, your belly should be expanding like a balloon. and holding it, just letting it like circulate in your body. And then when you exhale, your belly should be deflating and the air should be out, out and your navel should be towards your spine. And a lot of us were taught to breathe the opposite way. So just starting from there is like the starting point of it. all breath work. It's like, that's how you breathe. <laughs> um, which again, we weren't taught in school, but I'm now teaching my students like every single day we do breath work. And um, once you start, doing it. Um, it relieves anxiety. It relieves stress. And that's, that those are the major reasons why all my clients come and then all the other benefits just come after. And the other benefits are, it connects you with your, your intuition. It connects you with your highest self. It puts you back in your body. It brings you present presence because anxiety is living in the future when your brain is living in the future. 
depression, I always say is like you're living in the past in your head. So it brings you to the present moment and nothing can touch you there. No panic attacks can touch you, anything like that. And what I love about breathwork so much is that your breath is always with you. Like you don't have to pop a pill. You don't have to um, do anything. It's literally, you can stop, you can drop and become anywhere. Every emotion has a breath pattern. So anxiety, think about when you're having anxiety, are you really breathing that much? No, you're shallowly breathing in your chest. That's where anxiety lives. When you're like all day at work, sometimes we don't even breathe because we're just like in fight or flight mode. And when you stop and breathe in through your belly, you're in the present moment and you're breathing like you should be. So anxiety can't live there in your belly. So it has to come up, has to come out and you, you let it go. And think about, again, every emotion has a breath pattern. Think about when you're in peace. Like, what is your breathing like? Are you breathing quickly? Or are you breathing literally like one breath per minute, right? So um, really just like think about like connection between your emotion and your breath pattern. And it's like how you're breathing is how you're living. The number four most listened to episode of 2022 is episode 32, Detox Your Closet and Build a Wardrobe You Love with Maura Gauhan. So Maura is a personal wardrobe stylist who helps her clients to detox their closet and build a wardrobe they love. We discuss how our closets often are full of old items that no longer serve us and why it can be really hard to let go. We also chat about what we should invest in, what we should toss, what we've all been dying to know if we can hang on to those skinny jeans. We also discuss the must-have items every woman should have in her closet, the impact that having a wardrobe you love has on your confidence and mindset, how to incorporate trends into your closet, the real quote-unquote rules to keep in mind when developing a wardrobe you love, the five questions you should ask when doing a closet detox, and how to keep your stable items feeling fresh and new. So this is a really good one, perfect too for this time of year when some of us have some time off of work, you know, between the holidays and the new year. It's a great time to just kind of cleanse our space and our closets can feel so invigorating to take that step. So there's some really helpful tips in this episode. So you can head over there for more and of course, enjoy this little clip. First of all, I tell them we're going to have fun. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Um, Even though they're like, yeah, right. (laughs) But honestly, when people get that rhythm, you know, as we go through the closet, we go through everything and we kind of put them in piles, you know, definitely giveaway, not so sure, um, you know, maybe want to keep, but have to, you know, mend in some way. So we, we, we're, we're, it's not a yes, no, it is yes, no, maybe kind of mindset. And I think that disarms people a little bit because they're like, oh, I thought, okay. Okay. I feel, I feel okay. But as we go through the closet and they get a rhythm that that maybe pile by the end of it, they're like, yeah, they've already decided, you know, but I think in the beginning, it, it, it's, it's just getting that your mind around what you're doing. And I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure I want to part with this. And at the end, they're like, yep, get rid of it. Um, because what we do is when we get rid of things, kind of what you were saying in the beginning is, yeah, there's one thing to get rid of things, but then you, you know, you have to have something in your closet. When we get rid of things, we make notes. I make a shopping list essentially um, of the key things that need to be in there. 
And this is all based on the goals that they have set. I go and do a very thorough sort of intake questionnaire with people to really find and drill down what their goals are so we can hit those goals, whether it's looking you know, more put together for going out with my husband outfits to looking good going out or rather um, going to work or you know, whatever that goal is, we have a focus. We are very focused. And we go through the closet, we get rid of stuff that doesn't fit. But yeah, okay, that yellow blouse, or, or sorry, that white blouse that's kind of yellow now. <laughs> yes, you do need a white blouse. Um, so that's going to go on the list. And so I create a list where either people can take that list and go shopping on their own and they know, um, you know, that what to shop for and focus on, or I shop with them. So it's not, you know, we make the most of our time and I prepare people for, for, you know, what's, you know, what we're going to do. And it's, and honestly, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And they, they feel so relieved, like a weight has been lifted off their shoulder. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe we got all this done. Um, so it is, it's, it's very, um, it's very uplifting and people love it, frankly. The number three most listened to episode of 2022 is episode 43, The Secrets to Success Without Stress with Liam Naden. So Liam is a speaker, teacher, writer, and researcher about our brains. And he's always been focused on how to achieve success, but he found more success seemed to lead to more stress and problems. And after he lost it all, he actually found the path to living his dream life without problems or stress. So Liam explains how our brains are like machines, much like a car, and we just need to learn how to drive it in order to experience success and happiness. So we discuss that stress and problems are not a natural part of life, the four parts of our brains and what they're responsible for, the secret to tapping into infinite intelligence and to be pulled towards our dream life, how living in fear shifts our perspective and keeps us stuck, the question to ask yourself that will shift your perspective on your problems. So this was a really interesting conversation and this clip gives you a really great taste of where the episode really goes. And again, just like everything else, it's definitely one you want to check out the full episode. So here's a little taste. So what your um, emotional brain does is it recognizes there is a threat and a danger to you and it bypasses your creative brain, it bypasses your thinking brain and it gets you to react. And that's when you run away from the lion or you, you try and fight it or you shout out for help or you, you know, whatever you need to do, you react. And we know what that feels like. We're not thinking. It's like something I, I just reacted without thinking. So that's absolutely perfect because um, you don't have time in that situation to think and figure it out. But what actually happens on a physical level, you activate something called the sympathetic nervous system. And what that does is it sends a message. So the way it does this, your emotional brain, instead of sending all the good feeling hormones to say everything's safe, it sends these hormones like cortisol, adrenaline, which says danger, warning, bang. And that puts your body and your brain into a completely different state where you're completely focused on eliminating any danger, any threat to your survival that exists right there and then. Okay? so. Now that's really perfect for a situation where it is an immediate danger. It's designed to be a very quick, get rid of you know, all the resources physically to just 
uh, directed to get rid of that danger, whether you need to fight it or run away or, or shout or whatever. So that's perfect. But the problem is, with that comes some negatives. Well, they're not really negatives. They're perfect in that situation. One is it blocks your awareness. So all of your creative brain is shut down because that is of no use to you to, to deal with an immediate threat. Because you can imagine, you know, a lion's running out at you in the, from the forest and you go, hmm, now I think I need to sit down here and figure out what's going on. Is this a danger or is it not? Now, what are all the components? Perhaps I'll come up with a bit of a plan and evaluate the various options I might have here to deal with this, if it indeed it is a danger. But it can't be that bad anyway, because look at the beautiful flowers in this forest and the trees, and I can see the sunlight coming through. You know, it's not so bad after all. Now, you know, that, that's ridiculous, isn't it? It sounds ridiculous. And of course, that's why your brain shuts off all of that create, the creative part when it's dealing with a, a, a danger or a threat. And the other thing it does is it changes your awareness and perspective because it doesn't want you looking at all the nice things. It just wants you focused on the danger. So it's looking for danger. And it might be the lion. It is the lion. But are there any other dangers? Are there any other threats? Any other problems? Any other things that can, can hurt or harm me? And it's on the constant lookout for that and nothing else. Now, again, I don't know if you can see where I'm going with this. This is all perfect when you're in that situation. But what happens if your emotional brain, instead of just identifying that there's immediate, an immediate threat to your survival and therefore makes you feel afraid and worried and stressed, what happens if it's doing that all the time? What happens if it's decided somehow that most of your life is dangerous and that you, and you feel, what's going to happen? You're going to feel stressed, worried, afraid about all sorts of stuff. And what happens then when you're in that stressed, afraid, worried state? You've activated your sympathetic nervous system. You've shut off your creative brain. So what happens? You can only see the negative in your life. You see things as much worse than they actually are. And the worst part of it all, of all, all of the resources that you need to fix that problem, your creativity, your imagination, your ability to see the big picture, your motivation to want to do things. Because one of the things that happens when you're in this fight flight state is you're not motivated to do much. You know, it's why they call it the freeze state. And it's why when you're not feeling good, you're not motivated to do much. So you've blocked all of that ability. You've basically blocked everything that you need to solve your problem by being stressed and worried about it. The number two most listened to episode of 2022 is episode 28, Let Go of Negativity and Embrace Compassion to Find Your Purpose with Julia Truland. Julia is an energy coach who guides her clients to connect with their personal energy to transform their lives from the inside out. She believes that when we learn to work with and shift our energy to feel easeful and abundant, the external world begins to greet us with experiences that match. She holds certifications in emotional intelligence coaching, energy work, yoga, and mindfulness, and she merges all of this and her natural gifts of intuition and energy perception to offer coaching that's truly transformational. And in this conversation, we discuss how Julia struggled to find her passion and purpose and always felt a rumbling feeling that there was just something more and she just couldn't seem to tap into what it was. But through trial and error and learning to work with her energy, she found a way to merge her passions into an aligned and fulfilling life path. And now she helps others to do the same. So we discuss being an empath and learning how to work with energy, how to deal with negativity, tips to strengthen your energy, meta meditation and how it changed Julia's life 
how to figure out your purpose and what you're truly meant to do, and why the answers always are in the last place that we look. So this was really such a beautiful episode. I learned so much personally from this. And I'm sure, again, once you listen to this clip, there's so many gems in just that little taste that I know you're going to end up wanting to check out the full episode. So one definition of mindfulness, um, this comes from John Kabat-Zinn, is that uh, it's awareness of um, our internal world, our external world, with an attitude of curiosity and non-judgment. So it's just being very aware of what's going on in every aspect of your reality, um, but with this open kind gaze. And this is what changed my life because absolutely energy work is amazing. Uh, It was so healing for me learning to embrace my intuition was an extremely important part of my journey. But when I did my first mindfulness in the workplace training, my mind was just like, like, I was like, why, why don't we all learn this? Like, it just seems so common sense. But at the same time, we, the way that our world is uh, constructed and how we are programmed and raised, it's, we're not taught this. And and to me, it's just like such a fundamental aspect of being, which is that just developing awareness of everything around you and looking at it from this openness and kindness, we learn to create this separation, right? So maybe um, your audience has heard that quote between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our freedom, like to choose how we want to respond and and instead of react to things that are going on within us and around us, right? that's what the core of like emotional awareness is, which I would say is energetic awareness. It's like sensing into your body, where do you feel certain sensations when you start to be triggered or, or just having an emotion come up and work at that level of it instead of immediately going external, you know? And that can be things like, sometimes it's helpful, right, to talk to a friend about things like that, or, um, but often it's like we're reacting to things, and we're, our mind is focused on what the situation is, or what's going on, instead of actually consulting our individual reaction to it, if that makes sense, and, and working with, at that level, so that we can choose how we want to respond to things, and that's what mindfulness teaches us, and so yes, it's fundamentally to develop it. Yes, it's about meditating, uh, but we can do that in a variety of ways. And in my practice and with my clients, I teach a couple different types of meditation. And then within my coaching containers, there's accountability towards that. So we have like little um, kind of like uh, sheets where people can check off when they've done their meditations and things like that, because that's the hardest part, right? It's all about keeping yourself accountable to this, um, developing practice. And it's always a practice. Uh, it's not that we all of a sudden master and get to the certain level. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I think that there's a really, uh, important type of meditation that is important to work with in order to develop mindfulness. And that's called meta meditation or loving kindness meditation. And when we do meta meditations, we develop this ability to look at things from an open perspective with kindness. And 
it's that kindness, that openness that helps create that separation between that stimuli and, and our response, right? Um, so a meta meditation uh, is utilizes certain phrases uh, that you repeat um, and that you send towards yourself, that you send towards another person, sometimes difficult people in your life, and then all beings. Um, and some of the phrases, and, and it varies, and it's kind of up to the practitioner, but some of them are, may I greet each moment with acceptance? May I feel at ease? May I be healthy? May I be happy? And when I learned that in one of my emotional intelligence trainings, like it blew my mind. I was like, why are we not practicing this every single day? Because it is a practice that we can develop. We can learn to be kind. <laughs> and it sounds like so simple and common sense, but it's like, unless you really practice so much that's in our world is not teaching us this. And depending on your upbringing and everything, if you haven't learned to be kind to yourself, it's really hard to be mindful because you're going to have difficult emotions that you perceive. You're going to have difficult people in your life. All those things are going to always be triggering you at this subconscious level. And until you bring them into consciousness, we can't really learn to respond to them in a way that actually keeps our energy healthy. Uh, and we can't learn to perceive them if we can't look at them with kindness. And finally, the number one most listened to episode of 2022 is episode 24, Overcoming Post-Pill PCOS and Conceiving Naturally with Cassie Leanne. So Cassie is a health coach and mom of two, and we talk about her journey to rebalancing her body and hormones and becoming a mom. She was diagnosed with PCOS and told by her OB, GYN, that she would need IVF in order to get pregnant. She was devastated, but driven to understand what was really happening with her body and heal herself from the root. So she began working with a naturopath and within seven months was able to conceive naturally and just gave birth to her second. We also discuss birth control aftermath and advice from OBGYNs, the genotype diet, bioidentical hormones, gut health, and how it impacts more than just your GI health, how to support a healthy pregnancy, and what self-care looks like as a mom. So honestly, this episode was far and away the most listened to episode, which is really just a reflection of how many women are struggling with things like post-pill PCOS, hormonal imbalance in general, and issues with conceiving. So if you are struggling with this, just know that you are not alone and you will get so many amazing tidbits from this episode, you know, in actual kind of like tips and things that you could potentially implement, different resources that can be helpful. And again, just knowing that you are not alone in this struggle. So here is a taste. And again, definitely going to want to check out the full episode on this one. Again, seeing that acne, I needed to figure out what was going on. And I think we should touch on gut health now, because that was one of the major sources of the hormonal imbalance and what happened with um, the post-pill PCOS. And what was explained to me was that that's what ha like the pill basically just ruins your gut. There's it's, it wipes everything out. Um, there's really not an opportunity to help promote good bacteria growth. Um, there's not a ton of research on why it happens. Cause those were all my questions were, why does this happen? Why do we not talk about it? And they said, it's just a, it's a foreign hormonal synthetic hormonal substance going into your body right now. No rhyme or reason as to why or what's happening, but we do know that it's 
someone has a major gut imbalance, it's related to hormones. And if there's artificial hormone hormones involved, that's usually the source and the reason for it. That's another thing I should add is I was taking bioidentical hormones. You know, I looked at the ingredients. I was like, not sure about all of this. And she's like, it's giving your body the chance to register these hormones and learn to create their own. I basically had to reteach my body, like how to cycle, which is so crazy when you think about it, but also even crazier that it only took three months of doing it this way versus thinking like, oh, let me just give my body the time to figure it out on itself. The lights were on, but no one was home. Like my body was just not able to figure it out. And I think a lot of it she said was your gut is so damaged that like the signals are just, it's not happening because there's so much disrepair that needed support that I was not addressing. So one of the things she did was um, she ordered me, uh, I think I took a cortisol test and a gut test. She saw that my cortisol was high, but it wasn't alarmingly high where um, that wasn't like, that wasn't the one reason I was not cycling. Um, It was really more of the gut. So she basically saw that I had zero, like, you know, they, they kind of like rank it. So it was in between zero and one, but like very close to zero. So she had said, you you essentially have zero good gut bacteria, which is why your skin is reacting this way. Um, but, but it's interesting because when people think of like gut health, I think they automatically think of what are your bowel movements like, what are you, how's your digestion? I had no problems with any of that. So like, it was very just perplexing on how something that I wasn't feeling any symptoms of where you would think the gut hosts or digestion, like its purpose, it was, everything else was wrong. And again, like you said, periods are fifth vital sign our gut is our second brain and we're constantly learning about what it relies on and the sources that it needs to function and talk to other, um, you know, other systems in the body. Well, that wraps up our best of 2022 episodes, the top 10 most listened to episodes. And honestly, there were so many other amazing guests this year. If you have missed any of the episodes this season so far or this year so far, I would definitely go back and listen. I am going to be taking a bit of a break for the holidays, so the next episode won't be released until January 4th, so you have some time to go back in the archives and catch up on some of the other amazing conversations that I've had with these just inspirational individuals throughout the course of the year. And there's also some solo episodes in there with you know just some information from me on some things that kind of I've gone through in the last year. So I really am just so thankful to be sharing this information with you to have an audience that is engaged and is enjoying the show. So again, I would love to hear from you if I haven't already. You can reach out to me on Instagram at the.detox.diaries. Let me know what you think of the show, what episodes you're loving, any recommendations that you have for guests or topics for me to cover in 2023. And I am just so thankful and honored that you are here listening to this show. I know that there are so many things out there competing for your time. And I am just so honored to be a part of your life in any way, shape, or form. So happy holidays, happy new year, and I will see you in 2023. Bye.